Hello everyone, my name is Beluzek and this is Nigeria, how was your week? Here we talk about everything that went down in the country in the past few days. I'm not doing this alone. I have someone who might become a regular on this show with me, Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Nice to have you here, Belu too. Um, Nigeria was a week, everybody. Uh, so yeah, Jeff, uh, let me just stay with you. How was your week? What went down this week? Um, I had an interesting week. I had an interesting week. So many things happened. But um, I think the most interesting thing happened to me, which is something I told you about. I misplaced my phone. Um, so I've been trying to get back so many things. But we're back on track. God, we hope you get your phone. We hope you get your phone. And um, we have two new people doing this with us. We have um, George Osudi. George Osudi is a filmmaker. Just watch out for him very soon. We'll see his film in cinema, hopefully. So, George, how are you doing? When? How soon are we going to see any of your movies on this cinema? Well, good evening, our dear listeners. Good evening, Nigeria. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Sunday evening. As regards to my movies, well, I'm working on my very first project. My script is being written as we speak. Hopefully, by the end of February or March, it will hit cinemas. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, that was George Usudi there. Also, we have um, a business analyst with us, Ahmed Zek. Ahmed, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, thank you. Um, Nigeria, how was your week? Fantastic. So, we'll just get into it. Now, we start today's episode with, um, on a sad note, because sometime earlier this on Saturday, last Saturday, not this past Saturday, last previous Saturday, the deputy registrar of the Federal University of Technology, Akure, Dr. Amos Arijesuyo, was shot dead on Saturday evening along Elisha Akure Road by suspected headsmen. As a fallout from that, the governor of Ondo State gave headsmen an ultimatum to leave the forest of Ondo, a seven days ultimatum, and that seven days ultimatum is supposed to elapse today. So by tomorrow we expect to see um, what would happen, we expect to know what would happen and how we are going to tackle this issue. But also the presidency released a statement by the, the assist, special assistant to Buhari and Gaba Sheo and the long and short of the statements that um, the presidency released is this. The governor is not supposed to pick a side by asking the headsmen to leave on those states. He is supposed to tell both the headsmen, the farmers, the citizens, everybody involved to calm down and work together amicably. Because at the end of the day, they are all citizens of Nigeria. And as a citizen of Nigeria, you have the right to live, to move, and stay anywhere in Nigeria. So let me just bring Jeff into this. Jeff, what do you think about that? I would like to stand with the government in this situation. When you say the government, who do you mean? The presidency? The presidency. The, governor the, the, the presidency. Um, first of all, I don't think you should take actions like that because 
investigations have to be done and you have to be sure about things before you because it's an alleged incident it's not something that anybody can say that we have videos to confirm any of these situations so i think the governor took a quick decision i understand what is happening but there's the Mieti Allah Association of Nigeria which they've come out to also back up and come up with a statement saying that uh, people, these people are Nigerians they should have rights to going about doing their business and it still go, goes back to the anti-grazing law we've been trying to bring in since this Bari uh, administration came in from a few years ago so I just think that they should find a balanced ground because chasing people and giving counter arguments and say this did that this killed this person but uh heartfelt condolences go to the family of the lost person yes i understand them um, what you said but is this case i just highlighted that of the death of the deputy registrar is just one of many yes that has happened so the governor his number one mandate is to protect state. the state, the lives and properties of members of his state. When his people are being killed, the way it is now, and you are saying he should still investigate. Are we saying investigate and they continue dying or... I don't know, but it, it, it's up in the air for debate. So let me just take it to George. George, what do you think? Um... Well, um, as much as my brother here, Jeff, thinks the governor made a hasty decision, let us look at it from another angle. How many lives has been lost in the last one year to this Fulani headsman? He says he's backing up, he's, he's going with the side of the federal government. What has the federal government actually done in the last one year to curtail these killings? I mean, Nigeria has become a, a battleground where people just feel they can take matters into their hands. You come into someone's farm, look at the issue of what happened in one of the northern states around December where farmers who were harvesting rice were killed for not just cause, on their own farmland. Today is being swept under the rug. What is the federal government doing about that? Nothing. So I don't really blame the governor upon those states for making such decision because in my own opinion, our federal government has actually failed in securing the lives and properties of its citizens. These headsmen feel they can just walk into any community, commit all sort of mayhem, raping, killing and torture because they know that at the end of the day, they will go scot-free. The federal government has failed us woefully and it's actually a big shame that the people which we elected to safeguard the lives and properties of this country are the same people who are there from the top folding their arms watching and doing absolutely nothing ah. yeah george you just struck a nerve you spoke about the sad killings that happened in december but then again even if we say the federal government has failed or whatever, but these headsmen are citizens of Nigeria. So let me just take this to Ahmed now. Ahmed, are we saying that um, citizens of Nigeria should not be allowed to move or stay 
wherever they want because they are full learning. Is that what we are saying? Nigeria, first of all, citizens of Nigeria are allowed to move where they want to go to. It is their, let me just say, it's a right for them. But the thing is, you are talking about a particular set of people which are called the full and self-smith. I'm not saying they should not be moving from place to place. What I actually agreed with, I agreed with Mr. George especially, because killing of farmers on their own land because you are allowed to move from place to place, doesn't give you the right to enter somebody's house. Because the fuller needs how uh, the fuller uh, the, the the farmers, that is their place, is their location. Well, quite all right. Everybody's you are Nigerians, you are allowed to move from place to place, but doesn't give you the right to enter somebody's farm and start uh, oppressing the person or the name that you have weapon. First of all, self, as a fuller need herdsman, man, you are uh, where did you get your weapons? How you have uh, uh, you have am- ammunition with you? That is, it doesn't make sense. So that is why the government see them as, forgive me, terrorists. Because actually that is how we see them nowadays. Because they are actually going from place to place, killing people, uh, destroying lives. And most farmers, even in Kaduna, uh, uh, sorry, in the northern part of Nigeria, they are afraid to go to farm because of the crisis that these people are doing to them. So because they are Nigerians, okay, the government is saying they can move from place to, uh, place, to place. But they are making people comfortable with their place. And most of these... Uh, uh, cartridges they do carry do destroy most people their livelihood which is their farm it doesn't make sense so i'm in complete support of what the Hindu uh, uh, state governor told them that they should they should move out of the of the uh, of their land thank you <laughs> okay i let me just um bring something into perspective according to national terrorism index the Fulani headsmen, the headsmen are rated as the number four most dangerous terrorist group in the world, higher than Boko Haram. That should tell you. They are the number four most dangerous group in the world. Now, how I look at it is not all headsmen are terrorists or a killer. The same way I feel the government, the federal government is not telling us the truth. Because some things are happening that begs us to question. How would a group of people have, like I pointed out, so much ammunition with them and how are they getting it? Nothing is being done about it. I think we really need to look into it. And these days they started kidnapping and asking for crazy sums. I was in a conversation with some people yesterday and one of the guys confirmed to me that his brother was kidnapped and they actually paid 5 million naira. That's terrible. But we hope the government and the headsmen would find a middle ground and find a way for all this to stop. But also, we would also urge citizens to not make inciting comments that would violate the population and lead to unnecessary and avoidable bloodshed. The Mietiala also came out to say that the Fulani headsmen own Nigeria because they have been moving around for about 250 years. And what he said was that the, head, the leader of the Mietiala 
the BATLI is a group of Fulani headmen, basically an association of um, Fulani headmen. Now, he also made, said that for over 250 years, the headmen they move from place to place grading their cows. Now, why they don't secure lands to claim ownership is because they have no business in securing lands. They don't want to build, they don't want to sell lands. What they just want to do is find a place whereby their cattle can graze. So I believe this is a call to the government, both on the state level and the federal level, to find a way whereby these people can also go about their business peacefully and farmers can farm peacefully. Because like I said, not all headsmen are terrorists or killers. At the same way, not all farmers are clean from causing trouble. We just hope the killings will stop immediately. Also, we want to also congratulate or celebrate with our Nigerian military because over this past week, a report came out that um, they were able to kill 35 bandits. So, I think the military has done a good job there. There was also reports of they repelled a, an attack by the uh, bandits on their base, one of their bases. So, I think the military is actually doing well and I think it's bloody, but I think we should congratulate them. So I, I don't know if uh, maybe Jeff has the contrary view to what I've just said. Um, you know my public support for the Nigerian army. I think they have been putting in a lot of work lately. And we are, I'm just going to add my voice to what you've said to commend them also and to let them know that we are seeing their efforts, but they can still do more. There's, there's still room for improvement, but I want to commend their efforts. Basically. Yeah, we commend the for that's a good one. We just also want to talk about, we want to also commiserate with people of Abe Ekuta. There was a fire outbreak earlier this week in Abe Ekuta. We hope the, the properties and life lost, the, the families of those that lost anything or anyone would have the fortitude to bear the loss. But there's something I would want to talk about a bit, and it's what happened in Imo. A thief, a phone thief was burnt alive by an angry mob in Imo State. Now, um, reports whereby where that this is a syndicate of phone thieves there, whereby they go, they maim, they kill people just to steal from them, collect their phone. I have witnessed such a thing in Port Harcourt, whereby some people walk up to you and tell you, give me your phone, give me your phone. Before you even say, I'm not giving you, I'm giving you, they started stabbing you. It happens around Woji area in Portacos. I have seen it will happen. They start stabbing and they, you see some people, they have just knife wounds all over their body. Just because they tried, they didn't even resist giving them their phone. But so, apparently a thief was, a phone thief was caught in Imo State and he was sent, set ablaze. I know jungle ju I, I am one that says say no to jungle justice. But is it that these people just had enough of these armor of this thief rather and they wanted to set an example of one? I know Joe, that is your area. You are from the eastern part of Nigeria. So let me push this to you. Yeah, oh yeah, you are from the south, yeah, south south, but you are closer to the east. They call you people Delta Ibo. 
that's what they call you people so they still eat to you maybe one man and one woman from different places let's not just go into it so, but what do you think about what happened in the United States? Oh well the truth is jungle justice didn't just start yesterday if you're a Nigerian you should know that it's something that it happens everywhere in Nigeria we, we grew up seeing these things happen we grew up learning about these things well I've never had the opportunity to witness where someone was born alive but I've had the opportunity to see when someone has been beaten up to a pulp for stealing my view on this might differ from every other person's own the truth like they would always say no man should take justice into their own hands but then when you hear stories of people being stabbed to death over a mere phone what comes to mind what 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 would you what's the question that pops into your head are we animals or human beings yes people steal that's the truth some people they were born to steal but even if you're going to steal something from somebody your fellow human being that is not enough reason to kill for someone who can starve to death for a phone imagine what that person will do when he or she comes into your house at night with your family it's disheartening some will blame it on the uh, on the um, what's it called the situation of the nation some will say, oh, our federal government has not done anything. But I believe that an arm robber is an arm robber regardless of the situation of the nation. My opinion as, as regards to jungle justice, I think it's better if we Nigerians would uphold the law. We should stop taking matters into our own hands. Yes, it can be painful because among those people who carried out that act of burning that young man alive, there may have been one or two who has lost family members or loved ones or friends to issues like this, being mobbed and killed over an iPhone or over their wallet or something. I remember this same emo state last year, a copper was killed because he refused to let go of his phone. Not that he didn't, he wasn't going to give them the phone. His friend, because he and his friend, they were coming back from an evening outing and they were accosted by these hoodlums and they demanded for their phone. His friend escaped because he dropped his phone, but the other guy that was killed said he wanted to remove his SIM card from the phone. That was the only thing he requested for. And they saw it as if he was trying to challenge them and he was stabbed to death. He was stabbed in the chest. So, jungle justice for me, is a no-no that is the truth is a no-no jungle justice for me is a no-no but then one of the reasons why people carry this jungle justice is because our law enforcement agencies are corrupt they've been tainted you take these guys to a police station and before you know under 30 minutes they are out it happens everywhere we've seen it many times we've seen it times without numbers so most times these people feel what's the point handing this guy over to the police when by the time when they hand them over 30k, the guy don't come off from himself. So they would rather take matters into their own hands and take human's life, which is actually something that is very
very very very wrong both biblically and morally no one no man should take his fellow man's life thank you yeah i don't know why you are thanking me i don't know why are thanking me i'm not the one that killed them or i encourage the killing so don't thank me say what you want to say and let it be but you said something anyway it comes down to the system of the country anyway so you take them to the station they come out they go back because the truth is i feel let's just digress a bit i feel our legal system is whack that's what i feel because ordinarily when you take these people to police station they are supposed to charge them to court and they get punished for their crime but how many people won't go to court these days it's like the police station is the court that's where they set two issues you see people you go to in a typical police station you see people sitting down there settling their differences there's no lawyer to even help you negotiate your rights whatever so it's like the police has even taken the job of the legal arm so but it's a terrible thing we pray that we never find ourselves in those situations and we pray the security agencies to do more to prevent things happening like this and also jungle justice please and please and please let's try as much as possible not to partake in jungle justice because the problem is you might say eh, he's killed he's told he deserves to be killed but what if he didn't do that what if something happened when i was serving in podakot Rumoko, a guy they heard a girl shouting thief 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 and people gathered to stop beating the guy but actually what happened was the guy and the girl were dating so they broke up and the guy was like ah everything i've given you give me back that phone that you are using give me back so he tracked her to rumoko junction and was like eh, eh, that my phone that phone that i bought for you when i was in love now we are no more in love i better give me that phone i'm not giving you so as he collected the phone, the girl was like, how would you collect me that way I don't shack off all my friends that I'm not using so 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 and so phone. So as he took it, she started shouting, thief, 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 thief. And mob came and they mobbed the guy. They almost killed him before she now said that actually he didn't steal this is what transpired. So that's why sometimes those that might be killed are not actually culprits of it. And like George Elias said, it is nobody has the right to take anybody's life because you can't take what you can't give that's it and also we want to celebrate our very own entertainer the coco master himself the band she released a new single within this week called ikebe i think you all should go and listen to it it's nice it's coming back and it's a good one for his family the Dako family generally because this past year has not been a good one for them he lost his child he, him and his wife they both we thank god they've come back stronger he had a child he, he celebrated he welcomed another child second of the january this year so 2021 started as a, on a good news for him when he also considered the fact that he said that um, he is not going to release any song again when he lost his child but we thank goodness that he's back and hopefully an album is on its way because we know what the coco master can do the entertainer. the entertainer yeah so we also want to go to another issue that happened in nigeria this past week 
this episode just seems to start so many killings here <laughs> and it is i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but that's how it seems police in worry killed allegedly killed a mother and a child while they were chasing suspected internet fosters seemed yahoo boys now i want us to look at it from this angle sometime last year october november october november period october september ending of september october last year there was something that went round nigeria the world over everybody took a stand with us and told said it is time to end the rogue units of the Nigerian police force called SAS. It ended in a bloodshed moment for some citizens because even the we still wait for the even though the federal government are saying there was no death, the Lagos State government said there were two deaths, CNN said there were more than two deaths, and those that were dead are giving us conflicting numbers so the Lagos State panel of inquiries is still on on that for us to have an accurate figure of what happened and how many people died now fast forward to 2021 we are still having police extortion deaths due to this same and this same police movement now Something came to my mind, and I said, I realized that SARS was not the problem. The problem is the police force in Nigeria. Because SARS is just a unit of the police force. Now, we still see these deaths by citizens this escalated in war we actually saw a video in war whereby he was running a policeman was running for his life he had to jump on a moving car to escape the mob so let me bring it to you people here our guest let me start with ahmed ahmed i just want to ask you ahmed i want to ask you something do you think the NSAS protest was a success First of all, to me, the NSAS process was just a step. It's not actually a success yet in the Nigerian system because all I see in Nigeria is that the government actually don't really care about us. All they care about is themselves. This NSAS uh, process reduced, let me say, 50% of the police brutality we are having. So now I want to ask this question. Is it for you to catch a frost star? Is it the police duty to catch a frost star on the road? Like if you see somebody dressing nice or looking good, how is the police well educated about that person that okay this guy is a fraudster? You just assume. Assumption is not a result. You just assume that okay, yes, this person is a fraudster, let us chase him and get him. You don't have a warrant of search for you to search somebody first of all. They have never given a police warrant of search in this country. In a civilized country, for you to search anybody, you have to bring your warrant of search. How many Nigerians know their youth's name that they are going for? How many biometrics have they done? So when you don't do all these things, in a, 
in a well developed okay let's take this uh, incident to what happened in dubai when they catch this guy hush puppy how did they catch him they were taking it step by step did they did you ever see a policeman running with vehicles when hush puppy was driving all those expensive car running blocking him that's why i tell you that nigeria's system is kind of very very bad the police well, what they do is just okay these people they treat us like if we're animals that is the way they see it in nigerian youth normally you are looking good you wear your face cap you have a dress lock you are a yahoo boy well whereas they to me said the nigerian police they are the evil the real yahoo they are the most most corrupt set of human beings we have ever seen in nigeria because nowadays they are the lawyer and they are the law when you take somebody to prison they'll be the one that will judge you they'll be the one that will say how much you're going to be yes it's true Nigeria police system is actually work. They don't pay them well, so they use. Okay, let me even bust your bubble. They have catch most of my Yahoo friends that I know that okay, these guys are Yahoo boys. They have catch most of them, and instead of you taking them to court, you will still exploit them. Tomorrow again, you still go and meet them again and call them. Who is the more? Who is the more? Who is the more Yahoo inside this people? So the Nigeria police, to me, I don't see them as people that are ready to change. And first of all, they need to have a lot of training ground. Uh, be trained bringing people from and um, a well civilized country to come and train most of this our nigeria police because most of them let me not use this word that they lack sense because they actually they actually have it in their systems yeah they, they actually have it in their system there are most things in a civilized country that in they don't do to human beings because most nigeria police they see nigerians as animals that is why they use it so i am really, really sorry to sound like this in on air because nigeria police system is Really, really uh, terrible. I, I I can feel the anger <laughs> in your voice. But uh, you okay, okay. Let let me play. Not really the devil's advocate, but let's look at it holistically now. You see, we are just talking about the headsmen now. And most of us agree that the headsmen should go. How do we know that they are killing people? You see them, we hear of stories that you are doing, oh, the headsmen kill people. So, I would say, maybe the police are trying to be proactive. Uh, so, uh, this guy has dreadlocks. He's 22 years. He's driving a car of 5 million. He should be a yaw boy, Joe. George, you don't see it like that. I did not try. Maybe they are trying to be proactive. Maybe they are trying to be proactive. Don't you think so? Proactive or not proactive? I think all of us here have had different run-ins with the Nigerian police force, especially in this part of town called Lagos State. Many times over, have been harassed by a policeman in uniform just because of how I look. We are in a country where looking good is a crime. Looking good automatically gets you the title a fraudster, otherwise known as a Yahoo boy. Now, like my brother Zek said, they have become the law and the judge. A friend of mine had an incident where he was arrested just because he has a car. He's young. Is well dressed. That alone made them say he was a fraudster. And he had, at the end of the day, they arrested him. They beat him up. They took him to the bank. 
these are men that are supposed to be protecting us people who swore an oath to protect the citizens took him to bank and collected 800,000 naira from him now who is lying to who and this doesn't start from the constables or the corporals this is a corruption that started right from the top there was a day I I was discussing with a bike man on my way to get fuel from a filming station and the bike man was telling me about his friend that was during the period when they banned Okada riders in Lagos he was telling me about his friend who is a police DPO and that the man said that he has not touched his police salary in the last four months the money he's been spending both for himself his family school fees and everything is money they are making of these young boys on the streets that begs the question what is really wrong in nigeria what do we need to do to reform both the nigerian police force and every other law enforcement agency in nigeria because it's everywhere it's everywhere it's not just the police it's everywhere everybody is out to make a quick box everybody is out to exploit an innocent looking nigerian youth on the road and um, let me just um, echo what i meant actually sometimes we feel the law enforcement agents are even the worst uh two three days ago within this week also a Nigerian footballer, a football international, he had an altercation with a soldier because they, he was driving, the soldier was driving one way and it now came to, you move, move. The footballer felt he had the right of way, so I should pass because you are driving one way. And then apparently the soldier slapped him and he told the soldier he must kill me today because it was a serious issue that happened in Lagos here. People had to gather and were begging him to let the soldier man go. So yeah, sometimes the Nigerian um, security agents are even the problem. They also commit some of these crimes. But like I would always say, not every police or every security agent is good. The same way not all of them is bad. But but also, this is what I see. So Jeff, let's assume that um, you see a car moving and you've confirmed these boys are your boys, no doubt. These boys are your boys. And you want to catch them. Why are you shooting at unarmed civilians? Even a, an armed robber that went to rob, if you he with his gun and you tell him, please stop, and he stops, he poses no threat to you or anyone again at that point in time. You have no right to shoot him. Like this case of um, the Niger- the mother and child in worry that was shot dead by police. I ask again, why are you shooting at people who are not shooting at you? I just want to say that I, I agree with what everybody has said regarding the Nigeria police. I feel the the major problem we have in the Nigeria police force is education. 
I just think they are not educated. You understand? Because when you look at it this way, the recruitment process to get it to the police is different from the recruitment process to get it to the Nigerian army. I think people that are going to police are because they are jobless, they are uneducated, they don't have the results. They just feel like, let me just go into the police force to make it easier for myself. Now, when somebody is going to the police force without mindset, they are not trained enough. They don't train these police people. What they just go, they just go for a six months training and you have, you've become a police. You go for a one year training and you've become a police. But if you look at that for the Nigeria army, it's different. I think, first of all, I will blame, I think this problem of Nigeria police started since, um, I think that was Babangi Daosu, when they restructured the Nigeria police. I think, first of all, they have to change the way they recruit people into the police. Because, for example, these SARS, they say they are bringing people that were criminals before. What do you expect? A criminal is a criminal. We are only going to change. If you like, give the criminal a cassock to wear, the person is a criminal. It can't change. It's all, it's, all these things are in the mind. I just feel that the Nigeria police need to be restructured properly from top to bottom. Now, why do we see all those cases of police shooting people, chasing Yahoo boys and all that? Because you can't even profile people correctly. That is where all these things come from. Now, we, the government has said the EFCC is in charge of fraudulent activities. Now, as a police officer, when you are suspecting somebody, you can stop the person and ask questions. Nobody says that's not a problem. Now, the questions you are asking, what are those questions? Because there are some questions when you ask someone, it's like you are trying to get into private matters of the person. You are supposed to ask questions in such a way that you are trying to just get the general understanding of who the person is, what the person stands for and all. You don't just go about saying that this person is a Yahoo boy because the person is driving a car, because the person has dreadlocks, the person, because the person is wearing crazy jeans. The truth is that we have to understand this is 2021. The fashion has changed. The way people think has changed. The way people dress has changed. Opportunities have become wider. That is the truth. Those days you can say, um, how can you see somebody that is 22 years driving the car? That person must be doing Yahoo. The truth is, times have changed. Now, if you want to profile people, you have to be sure because the world is more aware of all these things. Uh, yes, I really get what you said. Well, um, let me just um, conclude. I know Ahmed wants to say something, so let me just, okay, you don't, okay. Let me just um, end this by saying this. Now, first thing is first, I just want to say Yahoo Boy is an internet foster. We are not supporting you. But before I go that, let me just collect the notion that Jeff made. You said that they are recruiting ex-criminals. I have not seen any facts to I have not seen any facts to back that up. I have not seen any facts to back that up. So, um, it just remains an allegation until we see facts to back that up. But also, Yahoo Boys, like I was saying before, Yahoo Boys, we are not supporting you. We, I am an advocate against internet fraud, internet fraud or whatever. I don't like it. It's terrible. It's bad. But then again, the Nigerian police should do better. Profiling should be through investigations, not through looks. Yes, I understand stopping people and asking them, what do you do? How come you have a 20 million era car? I understand all those questions, but it should just end there 
and if you suspect anything you can invite them to the station and hand them over to the appropriate arms of the law enforcement agent but also i would also tell every young guy out there driving good cars or looking good please and please if a policeman stops you stop don't zoom off because i'm trying to let me not say i'm playing the devil's advocate i'm looking at it from a policeman's point of view i stop you you don't stop you are running away why are you running probably you have something in your car that is illegal so i start chasing you that's one way to look at it also but not everybody that dresses well or looks good is a yahoo boy for example our cool uh, podcaster today george our very own internet uh, model mr i must look good if you look at him now you might think he's a yahoo boy but i, I think from the best of my knowledge he's not so looking good and dressing well and dressing with style whatever does not make you a yahoo boy but I feel our our presidency should do better in education. Like Ahmed said, they should be well educated. I'm not talking about school, I'm talking about people from other parts of the world to come and train them on how to do these things and how to get them. Though I know internet fraud has been a big menace in the society, it's a terrible, terrible thing that is happening in Nigeria internet fraud because it has given us generally a bad name but we hope that um, our names will be cleansed again in the world um, eyes but speaking of our name being cleansed in the world eyes the 46th president of america joe biden was inaugurated on wednesday and on Thursday, the man did something. It seems that he's seen us from a good light. Because in his cabinet, there are lots of Nigerians. Though some of them were born abroad, some were born here, relocated there, again, she's even cheap there or whatever. But they still have Nigerian roots. So in that light, I think that's what I'm thinking. Joe Biden has lifted the travel ban that Donald Trump gave for Nigerian immigrants. So Nigerians now we can do what jackpot in the United States. But that's just a joke. <laughs> but Joe Biden had lifted the travel ban on Nigerian citizens and all other um, great four citizens that then Donald Trump mentioned that shouldn't come into America. So I feel it's a good one. I feel so. I don't know if anybody has a contrary opinion to me. George, do you? Well, <clears throat> We're all happy that the immigration ban imposed on Nigerians by Donald Trump has been lifted by the newly elected Joe Biden. But then, as Nigerians, I would urge us to use it to uh, a positive um, advantage for us because, as a Nigerian, I'm going to say this with a lot of pain in my heart we have the good ones who are making us proud abroad as much as we have the very 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 bad ones who are tarnishing 
are images across the world. Lifting up this band is not an avenue for us to go into US and commit crimes here and there. We know as they go now, we know say as Nigerians we always fuck up. Trump never liked us. That is the truth. But then Trump had a tangible reason why he never likes Nigerians because it seems like everywhere you find a Nigerian there's always chaos, there's always unrest, but there's always someone that would come out and do something very despicable. So my people now beg with beg now. We said with the plan to travel, one and not let them impose another ban. Edge up, be cool. Ahmed, do you have anything? Mm-hmm. Or did you buy the issue? Well, I want to say at least me for once. <laughs> I'm very happy that Joe Biden has lifted up the ban to USA because that is first of all one of my dream countries to go to. And again, most of these Nigerian youth that have been going there, most of them according to what you say, with the fuck up. And again, self, it's even the bad bad people that get visa more than the good ones. You the good one, no matter how you speak your English at the embassy, they will not give you. But I don't know the juju that the bad ones will do. They will give them visa and they will go and use it to fuck up over there. So our only is that we just wish that okay, that we that are going to travel, going there at least we bring bringing a positive result to come back, uh, to come back and even develop this country and make some changes because Nigeria seriously we really need help. It's not the one sitting on the throne. It's that one, I don't know that one was his name of the president. It's not that one that because he sees Nigeria presidency as a throne. So I don't want to call his name, Shah, but we all know who I'm talking about. So that one is just seen it as a throne. We need to come and remove the crown from his head. If it's to cut the head off, that's that's the issue. So anyway, I'm just saying that this Joe Biden something and it, and again. The Americans will try and look uh, at the case that Nigeria is solving this ancestors justice for Lekki Dogates. They've not said anything about it. At least they should bring up the topic about it. Um, it's a good thing they've lifted the ban, and the only thing is, for those people planning to travel out, the most important thing is when you travel out, you have a purpose while you're traveling out. If you're going to the US, you know why you're going to the US, and the most important thing is to make yourself proud first of all as a person. Yeah before making your country proud. So that's all I have to say. Okay, it's good to do that to travel, safe journey. Do that are here, we are here together. It is on that note that uh, we call today's episode to a close, we draw the curtain. But as we are drawing the curtain, I just want us to know that COVID-19 is real, it is out there. It is dangerous, so stay safe, always, always. Wear a face mask, practice social distancing. As much as possible, stay in your house. If where you are going to is not as important, please stay in your house and isolate alone. Always, if you have to go out or leave your house, make sure you put on a face mask or a face shield. Whichever, but please try as much as possible to stay safe. Stay safe, enjoy your week, and we'll be here next week to talk about everything. Once again, this was Nigeria. How was your week? Bye-bye.